0: Hey Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning, and I am so excited that you've joined me for another episode of the podcast. One of the things that I am loving about this specific season of the podcast is that we are having new friends join us with every episode that releases. It has been so fun to get to know some of you guys who are connecting and engaging and loving the stories that our guests are sharing. So, whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been taking in the content with us for a while. I am so thankful that you are here, especially during this time where we need each other. It's so good to be encouraged and gather and remember that God is not going anywhere. Something about me, if you don't know, you'll learn very quickly, is that I love my friends who make music. And today I am speaking with a friend who I met earlier this year, pre-COVID-19. So you won't find any of that in our conversation. My friend, Jesse Ritter is a singer songwriter, country music artist, all of the things and she is from Cape Girardeau, Missouri so I'm a little bit biased because I love when I can talk to Missouri people on the podcast but she now lives on the Gulf Coast just like me I love how our stories are semi similar but I have never won a Nash Next competition like she did in 2018 where she gained national recognition and a record deal with Big Machine. She's also open for artists like Hunter Hayes, Eli Young Band, Easton Corbin, Runaway June. The list continues on. Her debut album Coffee Every Morning is so dear to my heart. I love her honesty and the clear sound of her voice will definitely pull at your heartstrings. Jessie is very transparent in sharing her story about how it's not easy being in the music industry, but when you can write songs that touch people and bring them into conversations about the things that matter, Then it's all worth it. I cannot wait for you to hear Jessie's story and be deeply moved by her music. It is my honor and with pure excitement to welcome to the show my friend, country music songwriter Jessie Ritter. Jesse, you grew up in Cape Girardeau, Girardeau, Missouri, right on the top of the hill. And you said it was on a farm? Yeah. So
1: we moved around quite a lot when I was little, but we always lived on like big farms, which was really cool. And we didn't have a ton of animals, but we always had a lot of property, which was really cool. Like Mm -hmm. my sister and I would go run through the woods. And I remember my mom had this huge dinner bell. And she would ring this gong that you could hear over the 100 acre farm when it was time for us to come. Oh, man.
0: oh my goodness. Let's well, a hundred acres is huge. Like I grew up on a seven acre farm. So oh, wow.
1: <laughs> my mom just had to go. <laughs> and it was really cool. Cause like my dad would basically lease, well, not even lease cause he did it for free. He basically told the farmers next door, you can use our land, farm it, do whatever you want for free because then it looks nice. So it was just this perfect relationship. We had all this land. They were both physicians, but there was always activity and crops and stuff because people just use it. Yeah. And it was really cool.
0: Was music a big part of your life as a child?
1: Yes. It's so funny. I've been recently watching all these home videos and it's like, Jesse's a baby, like, oh cute. And then about four years old, I start singing and I just never stop. Mm. And I just was going through the stuff this week and I didn't realize how much music was a part of my life when I was little until I rewatched this stuff.
0: This Mm. is hilarious. (laughs) But where did that come from? Did you have a relative who handed you a guitar? Music is a part of our world and how we live in, but not all of us take in the way that someone like you would, like an artist like you would.
1: I really don't know why it stuck. I know my parents always had country radio on, so I always got Mm -hmm. to listen to music. But nobody in my family's a full-time musician. We didn't really have instruments around the house because my parents didn't play. But I was always singing. And I think my parents just encouraged me a lot. I was watching a video the other day, and I was five, and my mom's like, sing it loud, Jesse. We want to hear you. Um, just those little ways that were they were really encouraging. I remember I got to stay with my grandma for like a week when I was eight, and mm-hmm. she always gave me some gift, whether it was a bike or, um, I don't know, one of those bouncy balls you hopped around on. Yeah. And one time it was a little guitar from Walmart, probably 30 bucks, and changed my life and that did it yeah did you just wear it out it was so funny because i didn't know how to play so i did did nothing with my left hand and i just strummed with my right hand and made up songs Mm. but it was enough To like hold an instrument and get used to it. Just have it be a part of me. And then I started taking lessons when I was 13. Pretty much everyone in my family's physicians. So when it came time to go to school, medical school was Uh obviously like one of the number one choices. Just because everyone else had done it. Yeah. But I just thought, man, I don't really want to spend any more time in hospitals. I've kind of done that enough. There was a lot of illness in my family growing up. And I was like, I'm just sick of that environment. And what if I just did music? Like, what if I really studied what I love? And mom was like, do whatever you want in undergrad. You can always go to medical school if you take a couple science classes. Like, it was going to be that easy, but she made it sound like, don't worry, you can just go. Yeah. So I just had the permission to pursue it, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to go. And whenever music feels like more of a job than a passion and is frustrating, I won't do it anymore. Really? And of course, there are days where there's a lot of work because it is a job. But it hasn't. I've never wanted to do anything else instead.
0: You don't feel like you've reached that moment where you're burnout at all, and it's it's no. too much. You have to kind of
1: keep it fluid. So, like when I was singing on ships for a couple years. I got burned out at the end and I knew I had to change, but I didn't want to leave music. I just needed a change in venue. Mm-hmm. And then I was singing with other bands and I knew when it was time to leave that group and kind of pursue more of the songwriter avenue. Like, what other bands did you play with? I've been in a lot of cover bands. Really? Yeah. It's just hilarious when people see my shows now. And I was like, yeah, I sang ACDC songs for six months in Australia. You did
0: not. Oh. I'm oh my like, goodness. What?
1: Yeah, ACDC and Journey and Adele and Katy Perry. And-
0: How <laughs> did you end up in Australia with, with the cruise ship? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was
1: really cool. We sailed from Sydney to to Fiji and back. Mm. And it was just gorgeous.
0: What kind of brought you to that moment where you're like, I see this. There's nothing else that I want more. Was there a defining moment that you turned the page, so to speak? You know, I
1: would say it's pretty recently, actually. I went to school because it was what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure if I would stay there. And then I got offered the cruise ship job and I thought, okay, this is a good job. I'll try it for a few years and just see what happens. And I think I've finally settled into this confidence of, yeah, this is is what I'm doing, people would ask, "What do you do for a living?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll babysit sometimes and play a show sometimes." And now I can say, "I'm a
0: musician." This yeah. is
1: what I do, and I don't feel like any shame or like reservation in saying that anymore. What reactions
0: nice. do you get when people hear that? A lot of times they're like, "What does that mean?
1: You're a musician?" I'm like, all kinds of things. And for some reason, having a CD you can hand someone yeah. is validating somehow, <laughs> even though anybody can make a CD and slap a picture on it that looks nice.
0: Uh, no one can make a CD. <laughs> like you have like you have wonderful music and you should be proud of it thank you
1: but being able to say like i'm on spotify i make music
0: uh-huh oh wow you must be famous No, 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 no. It's just, well, people know who you are. They can buy your work. And that's mm kind of cool. Yeah, it's amazing. That's something that I struggle with. I am nowhere near your level and will not even pretend like I'm in that lane. But it sometimes is so hard for me. And I think it's hard for people in general who who are chasing after a dream and who are putting themselves out there to all of a sudden when they ask like, what are you working on? Or what are you excited about? To say it. And it takes like some kind of bravery. And I feel like you've had to do that all your life to just keep going and keep working hard from what I'm learning from my friends who are musicians. And I love the music that my friends make is that they live very different and it's really hard. It's harder than we all think.
1: It is hard. It's so funny. Even like talking with my friends who are like 20 years older than me in the industry, they still have like an existential crisis once a month where Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, some days like everything's fabulous and you feel so successful. And some days you have no idea what is (laughs) coming next. Yeah. How do you get through that? Oh. I just know the next month will come and it'll be better again. I think at this point I've been through so many cycles that I know the crisis is going to come and the crisis will pass Mm -hmm. but it's hard it's hard when you doubt yourself. For me as a planner I want to know what is happening, when, how have a schedule and this industry is just not like that because there can be fabulous surprises and big events come up that you never would have expected but then also there can be a really slow month, Mm -hmm. February really it's not summer there's no Oktoberfest.
0: there's no Christmas party it's not tour season well hey I know that this is not coming out in January but I've seen your January tour schedule and you are full like you are constantly traveling I don't even know how you made time for me I just but yeah holy cow like it's everywhere and so I you said you won't be doing anything in February but like what is your how do you plan that for the year
1: I kind of like try to visualize the whole year about a year ahead of time Mm -hmm. so like I just sat down I was like if we want to take a vacation this year when would that be even in september i need to know already and then i'll reach out to people for the whole year so i just booked through the end of september shows yesterday with a bunch of different venues that's so exciting and then i kind of have a few venues that you know you'll play a couple times a month and they're more like background music shows to just make money but then you have like the concert concert shows and so i kind of what is my dreams for this year? I want to play at this place in Fairhope that does really cool songwriter shows, and I've heard it's a beautiful town.
0: Mm-hmm. That was an
1: easy dream because I know the girl who books it, but I hadn't done that before, so I just emailed her, and we got that worked out. So are you play- do you have it? Are you playing yeah. it? Oh, February my gosh. February 28th. I think you've been to Fairhope though. I haven't. I've just only heard
0: great things. It's oh, like, I need to go. It there. is beautiful. They have filmed a movie there before. It's called coffee mm, sure. shop on Netflix. So oh, cool. you should watch the movie before you go. It's so cute. That's I, we, awesome. my husband and I actually just went yeah. a couple weeks ago. I want to go back there, find a coffee shop and just write or just walk around. It reminds me of lower kind of Franklin 12 yeah. Southish. It's yeah. like definitely not there with like the busyness and the tour or even that level, but it feels, it definitely has that feel.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I remember if I heard right that you, do you have a place in Nashville?
1: I do. So I'm trying to... What's your
0: relationship with that city? (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh it's really a love
1: hate relationship I wish I could just say I love everything about Nashville and I do love Nashville but I'm glad I don't live there full time Mm -hmm. I'm glad I get to kind of escape because there is so much competition and so much comparison and you're just so inundated in the business the radio world and the major label world that it's easy to forget like all the success you've had when you're standing next to people with so much more success it's hard to feel Feel like confident when you're just surrounded by people who are doing the same thing, which is hard. I wish it was so easy to just be happy for everyone and yeah. be totally happy with where you are, but it's a hard city and it is full of competition. So I like kind of having what I call like my normal life and then being able to jump into that world and play and write with people. But I also think because I don't live there, I can write songs that other people wouldn't write because when you're there, You're out of the small town life. You're out of the family life. You are in a city and you're so inundated with the Nashville sound, what radio wants. And everyone says, you have your way of writing and you have what you like to write, but you will not change Nashville. Nashville will change you because it is a bit of a machine and every once in a while someone will come to shift the norm, but then they become the norm and everyone has to write like them. I feel privileged to not have to be in that mindset. All the time. Yeah. But I get so inspired when I am there
0: you're right. It's like a love hate. Like it's a
1: love hate. Give like, and take. Yeah. Give and take. I want to be there, but if I'm there for too long, I'll like get lost in the bustle. Yeah. So it's hard to like come and go and not just live in one place and be there all the time. Would you say you're in Florida more than you are in Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. So I'm in Nashville about 10 days a month and I'm here. I try to be here a week or two a month. And then I usually travel to other places like a couple weeks a month. Do you fly or drive? I drive. You drive. It's, yeah, six, it's seven? like seven hours. Yeah between being home and being in Nashville and like on tour in other States, that's kind of like the cycle of the month. Yeah. And then it starts over again.
0: What do you love most about being in this lane in the artist lane? Do you love the performing? Do you love the writing? Do you love the travel? Not the travel. You don't love the travel. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm so thankful for podcasts
1: because, Oh, you get to see all these cool cities, but when you're working or touring, the day is pretty busy. It's not like you're on vacation. I'd rather travel on a vacation. I love performing and I love connecting with people. Mm. I hate like being by myself. So I love co-writing and I love the mid-size shows where you can really talk to people. It's just so interesting to see what people relate to in songs. Like somebody told me the other day, they're like, I've been married for 40 years. I can't believe I relate to every single one of the songs on your album. Oh, wow. When like I wrote those songs when I hadn't
0: even been married yet. And wait, hold on. You wrote those songs when you hadn't even been married. The stories told album, uh, stories told I wrote in college Okay. and in coffee every morning.
1: I wrote pretty much in that year, after I left the ship and before we got
0: engaged. Were you dating your husband? Okay. I was going to say you had to be in love to write those songs because they definitely feel so real. I can relate to them too. Like I haven't been married for 40 years, obviously, but like, oh my goodness. That was a special
1: time. Like I'm glad I got to write in that intense time of falling in love. I'll probably never write love songs the same way. Really?
0: Do you think? not think so?
1: It's just a unique perspective. But now it's really cool. It's like seeing where the songs go. Because when you're dating, you write Falling in Love and Heartbreak songs. Mm-hmm. And then a beautiful album of love songs... And then I was like, what comes next? And it's been really cool. I wrote a song called Two Bedroom House. Mm-hmm. This one story, two bedroom house. And about like building a life in our little home together. Uh, and Jesse Ritter
0: singing on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I wrote a song about my stepdad and like the humility it takes to be the second person someone loves. My dad passed away and my mom remarried. What an interesting position to be in that she still loves my dad, but she loves my stepdad too. To not be jealous or threatened by this first marriage, Mm. the kindness and humility it takes to be in that spot.
0: Wow. And um, I didn't know that. I'm sorry that you had to walk through that. Was that as a child or was that recent? He passed away when I was 12. Wow. He had cancer for a long time.
1: And I wrote another song about like going back to the farm where we lived for a while when I was younger and like feeling him there. Like I went back to the childhood house and got to walk around and like just yeah. like feeling this presence of him next to me. And yeah, that was a terrible thing to go through. But I, I wrote- struggle
0: so hard with going back to things that were really hard. Like, I'm such a purger too when it comes to even items that remind me of something. Like, I'll just go get rid of it. Or I've even had where I've had places where I've worked mm-hmm. and. I had a terrible experience in working there. Like they didn't treat me right or I didn't do a good job. And when I drive by, i like, I can never still, I, yeah, I can still feel like <laughs> the stress that I felt. I am never eating at this restaurant <laughs> again. It's just hard for me. Maybe it's where I run from pain or different things. I want to honor that in you that your dad must be so proud, number one, but also I like that's, so. that's hard, hard to do. I think it's really, really brave. I feel like through music, I've been able to
1: keep his spirit alive. Yeah, which is really cool. I don't know. It's like, um, did you see Coco? Like that thought of like, you're never really dead so until I've, everyone on earth forgets you.
0: <laughs> I've, I've, um, my husband and I started that movie and I fell asleep through it. Don't hate me, but I I'll go say, rewatch it. I going to did you cry too much? I have to turn <laughs> it, it off? No. So I'm breaking good. your you heart right now. It. Okay, but
1: I'll go, I will go watch it. Yes. It was a good one. They really talk about this thought of like, you're not truly gone until your memory is gone. Okay. And I kind of relate to that. And like, I think talking about people is really important. Mm-hmm. they still have a place in this world if their family
0: is here and what a gift through music that it truly never goes away like it will be <laughs> hopefully <on>. people <laughs> are still
1: listening to it someday <laughs>
0: yes like why wouldn't they be I think of like Dolly Parton's like Jolene that you did oh a cover gosh. of that song will live forever because you don't do covers but you did with That's that song so, so yeah. why
1: I sang that song for the first time in like a talent show when I was 12 oh that'll do it and yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like stuck with me forever. And it's one of those songs when I play shows, it gets requested every single night, even before people know that I sing that song and record it. So Mm -hmm. there's something about my voice and that song that people desire even before they know it's in my catalog. So I just wanted to include it, but I think it's cool and I think it's different. And I thought it was different enough. Like you don't want to just copy. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be the karaoke version of the song. I thought it was an arrangement worth recording.
0: Oh yeah. I love it. You don't even notice that the originality that Dolly had with like the riff and everything Everything in the beginning, like you don't even notice that's not there because you're so captivated by your style of doing it that it just draws you in. And I would know because I have listened to probably every Jolene cover (laughs) on Spotify. There's a lot of there's songs that will do that to me. This is really dorky, but this song, Time After Time, by Cyndi Lauper, I love that, and I've listened to every cover just to see how many people can take it in a different way and I think that that says a lot about an artist if they can take a song as classic as that and it doesn't make people want to turn it off or th- find it offensive to the song. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like this is a tribute. You've made it sound totally your own and I love it. That's a good song. Time after time is like on my
1: list of songs to like work up and make my own version because oh, I think my it's goodness. so cool. You're making me so happy right cover now. album someday actually because I have done so many shows where it's not my songs uh-huh. so I do have like a few that after singing them so many times they feel like my songs and my arrangement is pretty different i would love to put those down
0: someday wow (laughs) i'm here for it all the way that makes me so happy Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Jesse to talk about one of my favorite things besides cold brew coffee, candles. I love filling my home and office space with fragrances that inspire me. I have tried so many scents and styles, but I keep coming back to gold and ivy. Gold and ivy candles are all hand poured in Nashville, Tennessee made with 100% American grown soy wax for a clean and eco-friendly burn. Their candles are always vegan, cruelty-free, phosphate, free and petroleum free so that you never have to sacrifice your health for your home fragrance plus they are packaged in the cutest amber colored jars that will look perfect in any part of your home or workspace. Golden Ivy just released their spring collection sharing an array of irresistible new scents from indigo to Santorini guys I am madly in love with this latest collection and my friends at Golden Ivy want you to share in the same experience they are offering 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code STILLWITHYOU at checkout. Again, this is 20% off your entire purchase when you visit GoldenIvy.com and use the code STILLWITHYOU. Currently burning in my office is the Scent Santorini and I love it because it has hints of fig, jasmine, and moss. So I am truly awake with my cup of coffee and my Santorini Gold and Ivy candle. Getting in the work zone on this Tuesday morning. Get your own Golden Ivy company candle today, visit goldenivy.com and don't forget to use the code still with you for 20% at checkout. Again, goldenivy.com. Do you want to talk about winning Nashnecks in
1: 2018? Most exciting moment of my life. Next is kind of like American Idol, but it was sponsored by radio stations uh-huh. instead of TV. It was only for country music. So they started at a regional level. So every cumulus radio station across the country there, I think 63, had a local competition. So I competed with the station in Fort Walton Beach. There's only three in the state of Florida. I won That one regionally. That was a live performance thing and very cool. Out of the 63 stations, they picked 10 winners to go compete in Nashville at the finals. Mm. So they kind of just listened to our catalog and picked who they wanted. 10 of us from across the country got to go to the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville, Tennessee. There was like 3,000 people there watching that night. And we all sang one song and there was a panel of judges. Terry Clark was a judge. Yeah. And Cindy Watts, who's a reporter for The Tennessean, and Jimmy Harnan, who is like a vice president at Big Machine Label Group. And we all sang a song and wait backstage. And when they called my name, it was so crazy. My name's Jesse Ritter, but there was also a Justin Rivers. Oh, wow. And a Jessica Rose.
0: Oh, a lot of J's happening there.
1: J-R names. Yeah. So when they said my name first, the three of us looked at each other
0: like, wait. What did they say?
1: Who's going out? And so they had to say it two more times before I was like sure enough that it was me that I would walk out on stage.
0: Oh my goodness. But it was What like, song did
1: you sing? Meet Your Mother. Yeah. And I had the best band. That's one thing I can say for sure. We had the best band that night. Mm-hmm. Like the bass player who plays with Ashley McBride played with me. My fiddle player has played with everyone. My guitar player is like just incredible. It was a stellar group. Wow. And I think that's one of the reasons we won. We were just musically so tight, which you can find when you have good friends in Nashville. And the song is unique. And it was a really interesting night. There was good people, but every other girl, for some reason, wore like a short black sequin dress. Oh, that was the look. It was the the look. And I don't know why. Like everyone else dressed the same, like a floor length lace dress with boots and a pink hat. Totally different. Yeah. But they were all like had this sexy, edgy look. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm a little bumpkin who showed up on stage I was so nervous because I didn't look like everyone else, Mm -hmm. but I just looked like me. I actually think that's one of the things that helped because I was just Jesse and everyone else was trying to be what they thought the label wanted.
0: What would you tell someone who feels like they're being put into this puzzle piece that they don't fit into and it's going to, or even speak to me. Because sometimes I feel like I'm trying to figure out who I am with with the podcast and not that it's a competition but there's so many influences that are doing an amazing job how do you do that and just be okay with it that you're
1: yourself it's hard and it's scary like I was scared I thought oh my gosh I missed the memo I clearly didn't Mm -hmm. get whatever we're all supposed to know but I think there's a lot of people trying to be somebody else and you're the only person who could be you and it's just too much work to like try to fit into mold it's a lot easier to just wake up and put on what you want and say what you want to say and live the way you want to live and hopefully someone resonates with that and if they don't resonate with that they're not the people you want that's one thing i kept reminding myself of everybody who competed that night was good we all got to the finals nobody was gonna like mess up their song it was really just what are they looking for and i thought if they're not looking for me i don't really want to be on that label anyway Mm -hmm.
0: you want someone who wants you for you There is nothing better than having a staple accessory that you do not want to take off. I'm talking about jewelry. My friend Quinn Sharp is a Coast Guard wife, and she makes the most beautiful handmade jewelry. I am obsessed with all of her collection because it's not only handmade, but also her work is inspired by nature. I am a Midwest girl living on the Gulf Coast, so I love anything ocean and inspired by my surroundings of palm trees and beautiful Minerals. You're going to love each piece in her collection. And Quinn is treating you guys to 20% off your entire order when you visit quinsharp.com. So all you have to do is use the code STILLWITHYOU at checkout and you'll get 20% off your entire order. I love how Quinn is always creating new styles, but again, keeping it basic because I like minimal jewelry, but I also like to shine. She gets it. Go check out quinsharp.com. And again, use the code STILLWITHYOU to get 20% off at checkout. Quinsharp.com com. So what happened after you won? I mean, you got signed I to got signed. Big Machine. And big that's, Machine. I mean, Thomas Rhett, yeah. like Eli Young Band. Eli like, Young Band. They've got Lady
1: Antebellum now. They have yeah. Rascal Flat, Sheryl Crow. Like, that's a big deal. Most famously, their first artist was Taylor Swift. Yes. And so they, they broke her back in the day.
0: Have you met her? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> You're not the first guest I've asked that. But I never know. I mean, the I artist world gets to. small. It gets small.
1: I've met a lot of, like, new country artists. And I've met a lot of songwriters, Mm -hmm. big celebrities, not so much.
0: The experience
1: working with Big Machine was good. It was kind of like everything I expected it to be and nothing more, which I think is the best you can hope for. So it was this one-year deal with a one song we released together. I did not get to release a song I wrote, which was really hard for me to stomach at the beginning because Mm -hmm. I'm so much a songwriter. And they kind of just presented me with a group of songs from their publishing house. And at first, I hated everything. It was just like songs that were so not me. I asked them, I said, please just listen through my whole album once. And if I can't record a song I wrote, I want it to at least sound like I could have written it.
0: And when you're talking, like, listen to my entire album, you're talking about coffee every morning? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, my most recent work. Then they sent me back a second batch of songs, and it was much better. And so I kind of picked my top three, and we landed on nothing but you. Which is so good. Thank and you. It, I like I it. I love it. It's not a song that I think will like change the world. It's not super deep. But I knew this was a song that was going to be released to country radio in the summer. Yeah. So I wanted something that was fun and happy and like an earworm and that I enjoyed singing and playing. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun to play live. I was really thankful to kind of add that song to the catalog. We released that and like I made a music video independently that they helped me release. And the biggest benefit from being with them for the year was Shelby Paul and she helped me get through CMA Fest and set up TV appearances and other podcasts and radio stuff. She was just so valuable. I was like, I need a person like her in my life yeah. all the time because it's a lot to organize on your own. That's, Are you still f- in contact with her today? Yeah. She still help you out? She's great. Since I'm not technically signed to Big Machine anymore because like the year was up, she's not doing as much anymore, but like she'd help me with anything and mm-hmm. she can definitely give me like her names and contacts and I can kind of like go from there. I had hoped so much that we would like extend the contract after the year because that was an option, but I knew that they hadn't, decided to do a full album with any of the previous winners and I hoped that I would be different but it's so much about numbers and money. I think that's one thing people don't know. Like I walked into the VP's office and it was just an entire wall full of charts. Numbers and analytics and the record label is not the creative
0: side. They are the business side. Oh that would crush my spirit. I would do that if that's what it takes to do it but oh my goodness that would intimidate me.
1: It kind of was unsettling But it was also nice because the fact that they didn't sign me is not because they don't think you're good enough or they don't love your music. It's that they don't think you're going to make them um, a million dollars this year. The industry is changing so much. They don't have enough to invest to break an artist like they did Taylor Swift from almost nothing all those years ago. It's just such a different model. You basically have to already be famous before you yeah, get a deal.
0: Which that's a lot of pressure. Do you still, though, truly love country music or do you feel like you'll ever splash over into other genres?
1: I love country music and I think it's so much a part of who I am. But I don't even know what country music means anymore. More. I'm wrestling with that like, too Kelsey Ballerini has pop tracks Maren Morris has R&B soul tracks there's straight up hip hop tracks but then you also have George Strait still has a song on mm-hmm. country radio Like, and then the High Women record just came out which is incredible
0: amazing such a piece of art that feels not of this time but right it's for so this good. time Like, it's so good I love it's it so good So I just think there's a lot of
1: room in country. You can kind of do whatever you want, which... I think is really good mm-hmm. like I'm opening for Maggie Rose this weekend yeah and when her first I'm so record, excited <laughs> when her first record came out it was good and I like some of the songs but it didn't change my world and then this new record is like somewhere between country and Motown and soul and diva belting with a gigantic band and it's not like anything you hear on the radio but mm. I think she's carving out her own sound and that's really important and I hope that like I can use country as an avenue to tell stories about real
0: love i feel like you do you do that very well even back to your first album i was listening to this week a lot with the song into your arms oh yeah. Can you tell me about that song? Because I feel like with my relationship with God that like mm-hmm. he's always talking about like next steps with me. Yeah. And that I can't ever see the full mountain picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just so thankful for those little steps, which speaking to you feels like yeah. a big one because I'm so excited about Thank knowing you. your music and following what you're Thank doing. You. And- but yeah, tell me about that song. Was that was a long think, answer what is, for a what question.
1: Is, what is the line? Um, I'm not asking for the ending. Oh, I'm not asking for the ending, but the next step would be nice. Like just yeah. praying God, like I don't need to know where I'm going to end up. I just need to know where I'm going to go next. And I wrote that the semester before I graduated college. Yeah. And you went to Belmont. Everyone. I, I went should, yeah. To Belmont. Yeah. And it's a, it's a liberal arts college in nashville but they have a very strong music and music business program right it's so it's not like exclusively music school but everyone there is into music even if you're a nursing major you went there because you are a songwriter too and you wanted to be around them but there was a lot of fear in graduating with a music degree nobody wants to see your you know grades nobody cares what you did in school. They want to know what kind of a mu- musician you are. And so I was just really nervous. I'm like, I've spent all this time on this education. Does it matter? Where am I going next? And I just didn't know what it looked like to be a full-time musician. I was really scared. And so I wrote that song just like, I'll go anywhere. I was just really open. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. You just need to tell me. And then I got the call from the cruise ship a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really think that was a very honest prayer moment and I think a lot of my like best prayer will turn into a song sometimes and that was definitely one of them and it was kind of like written on this take me back like when I was a kid and I didn't have any worries and I just wanted to rest in your arms and feel safe yeah like I want to feel that today to wherever you lead me Mm -hmm. and then you get a phone call
0: like yeah (laughs) it'll happen yeah because our prayer holds weight like they don't i think about even prayers that i prayed as a as a child like they don't ever have an expiration date part of my hope and prayer for the podcast is i want people to know that they have like the freedom to dream and to go after it and what happens even if we start in that direction what else will break off even though it may not be exactly what we thought it would look like but what happens if we just go in that direction
1: yeah. There have been a few moments of just like bare, honest prayer in my life. Like even though you pray every day, some days it just feels like so stripped down. True. Yeah. I don't know how I can like even explain that difference, but that song, writing that song in the grass in the backyard oh, was wow. one of those moments. Were you in Missouri? When yeah. You, yeah. I remember I was home. It must've been like I think it was Easter break because I was at my mom's house for a few days Mm -hmm. and I wrote
0: that one. Home will do that to you. I write a lot of just do a lot of journaling, but also like write a lot about things when I'm home Yeah, have some of my best ideas come from being at home. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That feels Thanks. like you said, holy, like holy moments. Holy moments. Yes. Yes, holy moments for sure. Life is a
1: series of moments. Make them holy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> Tell me about moving from Missouri to Florida. I obviously I can relate.
1: It was a really interesting decision and it was one of the hardest decisions to make in my life. Yeah. So like I was really scared when I graduated cuz I didn't know what being a musician looked like. And I got this call to work on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And my friend says like that was the perfect thing for me because it was an organized adventure. Oh, wow. She's yeah. Like, you love being adventurous and you love doing crazy stuff, but you also, like, need a schedule. (laughs) So it was perfect because, honestly, working for Carnival was the most corporate job I will ever have. They're a gigantic company. You get a paycheck every two weeks. There's an HR department. It's a huge corporation, but also you're living on a ship in the middle of nowhere singing. Every
0: night. <laughs> so it was just perfect. That sounds so fun. Honestly, I yeah. would love that.
1: It was really cool. It and was- like throw friends in the mix and I'm there. And that was the hardest part was being alone. I say the best way to do the ship is if you go with like a significant other or mm-hmm. a best friend or a sibling or a cousin, because you have to have like a rock with you to thrive in like such an isolated environment. Anyway, so I was in this position where I was getting a paycheck every two weeks to sing and that was really scary to leave because then I was like oh my gosh I found this job what if I leave and I don't know what will come next but I knew it was time to leave and so I was like I can either go back home to Missouri I can move to Nashville again. Or I met this guy who lives in Florida. (laughs) And we've been dating long distance for a year. And I visited the Emerald Coast. And I know there's a lot of live music down there. And I could probably make something happen. So I told myself I was going to come down here for two weeks. I officially quit the ship's. And I said, I'll go down for two weeks in January just to visit and see if I can find anywhere I could get a gig. Now it's three years later. Yeah. I'm
0: still here. <laughs> what was those first two weeks like? Where did you go even? I mean, this will be our local people who are listening. They're yeah. probably loving this because it was. we've all had those first two moments unless we grew up here, you know, where we're like, we finally yeah visit the Emerald Coast. And- I
1: remember I went and I saw a show at the Paradise Bar and Grill, which was awesome. I was like, okay, this is real music. We went to Seville. Yes. Like, oh. And I thought, if I can just play at Seville, I'll have made
0: it. And then I'm like, can we talk about oh that gosh. building? Is it not? It's insane. It's so beautiful like anyone who it's, is visiting Pensacola the Destin area make the trip to see Seville Quarter because it is something something—it's like out gorgeous. of a western movie that staircase yeah oh my gosh it's it's, yeah. so I decided I, I wanted to play
1: there the 5 to 8 p.m. shift instead of the 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift uh, yeah. because um, I'm getting
0: a little crazy <laughs> it, yep
1: I've heard and, and so I did I've it heard. at 2 a.m. and I was like okay but it was fun biggest thing that happened was I went down to visit the village door in Baytown Wharf in mm-hmm. Destin, which yeah. is this Sandestin Golf Resort down there. I saw a Facebook ad looking for a rock band singer. Every Friday and Saturday night, we have a show and I thought perfect. Because it was the same music I was singing on the ship. It was a gig every weekend. It was just a way to become part of the community down here. Even though it wasn't really my music, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to sing. It was something I was comfortable with. And I just couldn't believe I was here. And immediately I saw that Facebook ad. And after I got the job, it's so funny because the guy who made the ad, he's like, I literally... Created it for you. It was like targeted to 20 something girls, blonde, live in Nashville, have singing experience. Like you can really tailor those ads. Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah, you found me. That's exactly me. Oh wow. I was just really thankful to have like every weekend gig, rock music, late night stuff. I did that for about eight months, and in those eight months, I found the other venues where I could play country and play my own music and like kind of have more of a spot as an artist rather than just a higher singer but it was a great transition period i just couldn't believe i got down here and saw the ad like the first
0: week (laughs) yeah it was was meant to be i
1: asked and i asked i was like god show me where i'm supposed to sing if i'm supposed to stay down here i need a reason to be here and there it was
0: locally what do you love to do in your free time while you're here and also like is there a favorite place you like to go and hang out or eat or what do you love about being here Oh,
1: man. Uh, Monday night, deal night, date night, $3 oysters at Atlas. Okay. That is one yep. of our very favorite things to do.
0: You're an oyster? You like
1: oysters? I love oysters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the right place. With a nice glass of Sauvignon Blanc, oh. a lot of hot sauce. <laughs> So we love getting the oyster deal on Mondays and we have a jet ski. So we love to like ride the jet ski and we'll take it all the way from Pensacola Bay out to the beach, Yeah, which is like a pretty decent ride. And we love doing that. I love hiking and running and sitting on the beach with a book. Yeah. (laughs) I like to kind of take it slow and just be outside anything to be outside my husband plays frisbee his college team went to the like national finals for ultimate frisbee which is like really random yeah i didn't even know that was a thing so we'll go to the beach and play frisbee a lot really fun that is really fun another thing we do is we'll be on the dock and you throw the frisbee out Uh and someone has to ride the jet ski and catch it while they're driving the jet now see
0: like that's another level that's super fun (laughs) really
1: fun they have a blast so yeah. I just like being able to be a part of this. Cause like, since I didn't grow up here, the smell of the ocean still says vacation.
0: Doesn't it? Oh my goodness. Like I can relate to that so much. Anytime I smell like that saltiness, I get to live here. I yeah. lived my entire life landlocked. I don't think there's like, as I was telling you, as I was driving over here, like yeah. I just, I look at the ocean and I'm like, I cannot believe this. Special, Yeah. And especially like us, since we lived in places where we did have to vacation, that sugar sand beach, like there's nothing yeah. better
1: than that. And being on the ship, I've, been to a lot of beaches and I can say Pensacola is the best. Destin, yeah. 30A, like that clear blue water. Mm-hmm. Even out in Fiji, like oh. I'll say it's not
0: worth the trip. <laughs> it's not worth that plane ride. It's that is just a, as pretty here. That's a high compliment. What are some things that we can be expecting for this year?
1: So I'm going to play a lot along the coast between like May and August. Great. That's when I'll get busy again here. And then a bunch in Nashville as well. I'm really excited. I think I'm getting a trip up the northeast coast with my friend Goldie Lar, who's another local singer-songwriter. Wait, is she the one who is the, she sings with the Blue mm-hmm. Blue Anchor Bells. I follow her on Instagram. You're friends with her? Is she not the funniest person on Instagram ever? She is pretty oh funny. Oh my gosh.
0: I want to know her. Can we, can you connect us? Yes, definitely. Oh, that would be awesome. She's
1: incredible. She's just, she's a great songwriter, but she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. We've just become such good friends. And so we both have little camper vans and we're actually friends and our husbands are friends and we're thought neither of us have kids yet. So we're like, what more of a perfect time in life than to get in our vans and go do a tour together. That's awesome. Hike and play at breweries. I'm really excited for that. Um, And I hope to play bands on the beach again this summer. There should be a few like big shows. I'm excited
0: about seeing you live. I can't wait to. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. I love concerts in general, but oh, speaking of which, do do you have a first concert that you went to? I love that this question just for friends usually. Britney Spears. Really?
1: My cousin took me for her birthday and I'll never forget she came out on this spinning wheel. Oh of
0: course she She rose did.
1: up from the floor and like had her you know head mic on yes. and like was spinning around and it was so cool. I had never seen anything like it did before. You, did you go to
0: Kansas City or St. Louis? St. Louis. Yeah. 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 That's where the concerts are. You pick at least... That's how it was for me. You pick either Kansas City or St. Louis to yeah. f- for your favorite artist. That was awesome. Wow, that's really cool. She was good. And then I remember, like
1: Miranda Lambert was one of the first shows I went to. That, like mm-hmm. I knew all her songs, and like I think I bought my own ticket in high school and went. And I'm gonna go see her again this month. So. She's amazing.
0: I love her and talking about someone who is not gonna balk on who they are mm-hmm. like she came guns a-blazing what you see is what you get what you see is what and you get it's wonderful like how she is i love her what about new music are you actively writing songs or are you oh, yeah i is, actually just did a show last weekend that was so
1: cool and so unique and i gave everybody homework assignments so okay. i played 11 new songs and i had like oh wow everyone had to rate them on like catchiness and memorability and emotional reaction and like could give comments so i just did like a test show really which songs do people connect with the most and like so i have 11 unrecorded songs in my catalog i could make a new album today if i wanted but i really want to keep writing and like fish for the very best songs Mm -hmm. and like stuff that's really meaningful and hasn't been said before. Because I think we get to a point as songwriters where we're not really going to like write bad stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you know how to write a song. And I think a lot of what we hear on the radio is fun and happy and like everyone needs a few of those songs. But I think there's enough noise in the world that whatever I put out, I want it to be really meaningful.
0: And I think you're doing that and you're doing it so well. I will keep everyone updated when you put up new music I try to cool, do that with my friends cool. who who are in music when they're they're putting something out I'll you I'll share it and That'd so awesome. and if they're not following you already they need to be following you like yeah. at at Jesse dot is it an i jessie dot l dot ritter okay. so my name's Jesse lynn ritter
1: unfortunately Jesse ritter wasn't available on instagram anymore. Oh, but yeah. if you just go www.jessieritter.com mm-hmm. it links to everything yeah It's really cool to be part of this community. And I think one of the cool things about being in Pensacola is it's kind of where like Nashville goes on vacation. Yeah. So we have all these songwriter festivals down here. There is a writing community and a lot of Nashville retires down here as well. But I think it has a lot of potential to grow into a music scene in its own right. Kind of like Austin. Austin is like the new Nashville. I think there's a lot of room for that down here. And I'll be interested to see what this area develops into
0: over the next... 40 years. As creatives... It makes me excited to be a part of a city that I feel like it's kind of moving just a little bit to see. Like nothing, I feel like is totally popped yet, but like we're figuring out that we're becoming more of a creative town, and like what does that look like, and yeah. how is this a place for artists to grow and flourish? And yeah, I'm right there with you. I have had com- many conversations with other people like that that we have like huge potential here. And so isn't it fun to be exciting it's with really like fun. yeah? You're like oh wow, we don't know what it's going to look like in the next years, but we're here and we're gonna ride it out and see. And you can just tell with like. Even the way we've seen
1: downtown develop in the few years since we've been here, it's a city on the rise for sure. I'm just glad I bought the house before. It rises too much. (laughs) Hey, I didn't
0: have a choice in coming here, but it was totally God to be here. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Do you have anything else you would like to share before I ask you the final question?
1: Oh my goodness. Come do a show sometime. Yes. And don't be afraid to just be yourself. Yeah. Because it's not worth trying to be anybody
0: else. And you say it's too much work.
1: Too much work. (laughs) I'm done with
0: that. It's too much work. <laughs> Number one, I want to say thank you so much for doing this because this is like it's such a gift, and I can't believe that you just like invited me over to your house. Like you're I'm just like, so
1: <laughs> glad you came all the way out here. Oh
0: my <laughs> goodness! But I mean, I don't think I've ever had, uh, maybe a few times. But I'm just you don't barely know me, and you're just like seven to me with open arms. You're Come so on sweet. Over. Like, thank you. That's the Missouri way for sure. Yes. <laughs> because the podcast is called Still with You, I would love to know, Jesse, where is God still with you?
1: And this is the hardest question you're going to ask me. Mm. I think I'm lucky to be at this point where I finally found like a really personal relationship and that God is a constant friend, which I haven't always had. Like he felt like a father for a long time. And I still like relate with that role, but I also relate with like a friend role. He's just always next to you on your adventure and like encouraging you and giving advice and along for the ride with you, which is kind of a new perspective. And I think in other people. People come up to me and say stuff at shows. I'm like, you don't know what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. you have no reason to be saying this to me. Yeah. And I can totally see like God speaking through people. Even like meeting you, like, oh here's a person who has the same story as you who's come into your life to like reassure you like things are okay and you're not the only one living this adventure. And yeah, we're all part of like the body of Christ, but I think it's really easy to forget that. And like, I think it's CS Lewis who talks about like, you'll never meet a normal human, like Everyone you meet is divine yeah, and has this divine piece of soul inside them. And you just can't forget that. Like no matter who you're talking to, they're this incredible being. Mm -hmm. I think that's good to remember.
0: Yeah. Never to take any relationship or moment for granted because it it means something. And that's why I'm, I'm grateful for people like you who help carry that and remind us that through the work you do. Even for moments like this where we get to sit down and just like, tell me more. I love that. That's what it's all about. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Oh my gosh. I can't (laughs) tell you. I always love to bring someone on who, um, is doing good work and, you know, truly cares. Anytime I can bring on a Missouri girl, I'm here. Like, I'm here for it. I welcome it. (laughs) We've got a little community down here. There's a few of us. There's a few (laughs) of us staying strong. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait for everything that is going to happen with 2020 and all the things. It's going to be another good summer. Yes. It's going to be great. Is Jessie not the best? Oh my goodness. It is a true gift in getting to know her and getting to listen to her music and connect with the stories that she is telling. Her album is called Coffee Every Morning and you can find this on iTunes, Spotify. Visit her website, jessieritter.com and please come see a show. We all know that COVID-19 has an expiration date and when this is done, concert season is on. I cannot wait to go see all the live shows with all. My friends, You can get ahead of this by listening to all of Jessie's music and make sure you guys follow her on social media. Be sure to send her a thank you for taking a minute to be on Still With You. I am so thankful for this friend and just excited to see all of the new music and things that God is going to set before her for her to walk in. By the way, do we not just love how she talked about the vulnerability of those stripped down prayers? Because I, I can absolutely say that I've been there and some days you feel like you're a little extra heavy. All of the ways that you can connect with her will be in the show notes of this episode. You can find more information on my website, Coleybrowning.com, or if you need to, just feel free to shoot me a message through social media. My handle is at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. I would love to hear from you guys. And you guys have been so sweet these past couple of weeks of just reaching out and encouraging me and telling me what you're up to. Every message is a true treasure another friend that we always say thanks to on still with you is my friend lily gray she is the gifted vocalist singing our theme song lifted from her album it's all beautiful right here make sure you guys connect with her lilygaray.com or follow her on social media at lily gray again more ways to connect with people through the show notes and if you would be so kind i would absolutely love it if you would leave a review on apple Podcasts. this is so simple you'll just search still with you and then at the bottom. You can just write something kind, perhaps, and give it a five-star rating. This helps more than you know in keeping still with you, streaming for you guys to hear. It is such a blessing, and I would be super grateful for it. Hey, one more thing. Jesse mentioned holy moments and how there are certain times in our life that feel sacred. We know that God's hand is on them, and one of those is this week. This is Holy Week. It's the week leading up to Easter, and I just want to encourage you just to take some time this week and maybe slow down and reflect and really get in the Word. Pray those honest prayers to God because He's listening and He loves His kids. I always say this to remind myself, but also my friends, just like, we're His kids and His kids always get the best. And so I'm so grateful for Jesus dying on the cross to give us new freedom. Spend some time outside. Listen to some music that pulls you into the presence of Jesus. I can get real in my feelings on this one because I've never not been at a worship service and with my friends on... An Easter Sunday, and so I'm really feeling that one. I'm grateful for my online community, but if I'm going to be honest, there's just something different about this year. So I just want to encourage you all, just like I'm encouraging myself, to take some time to slow down and to remember how great God is and how beautiful the gift of the cross is. So I wish you all a happy Easter. Please go out into this world, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that He is still with you. Us, the